0: This is The Michael Wall Show. Michael is a speaker, author, and president of Wall Private Wealth. His passion is to help families live on purpose
1: and live with purpose. And now, here's Michael Wall. Welcome in, everyone, to The Michael Wall Show. It is a brand new week, and we're excited for you this week to learn a lot of great information that is going to absolutely help you maximize your life, maximize what you're doing in, in general, and just really live with purpose. As as you know, each and every week as you've dialed in, our goal is to help you live with purpose so you can live on purpose. And I think that's really, really important. If it's the first time you've tuned in, go to michaelwallshow.com to learn more about us. Again, michaelwallshow.com. Com. I'll tell you, Randy, very, very blessed with listenership now in about 104 countries. I don't know if you're listening via radio or on podcast, but we appreciate you tuning in and dialing in. We got a great show for you today. We got some guests that are just really, really rock stars in their field, Paul and Kathy Leone. Paul is the CEO of Flagler Systems and the Breakers in Palm Beach, a internationally renowned resort just known for excellence across the globe. And we're going to talk to them a little bit later in the show, talking about how do you, really where do the breakers come from, but then also creating a culture of excellence. Very, very important. And I got a special segment coming up at the end of the show with actually our oldest son, Cyrus, talking a little bit about uh, what he sees in the world and how he views things. He's nine years old, be 10 here shortly. So we're excited to get his thoughts. But as we start out, I want to lead in with a little bit of motivation because I think it's important because, you know, motivation is what can help you take the steps to do what you know that you're called to do. And I, I think of this weekend, what's really been on my mind. You know, last week we talked about the idea of finding your purpose in life. If you missed that, go to michaelwallshow.com and you can scroll for that. The one where we talked about finding your purpose in life. This, this week, I want to build off of that a little bit and really talk about what we pursue What we pursue speaks to what we value. And I guess my question to you in life is, what are you pursuing? What are you going after? You know, what you pursue passionately will either clarify our identity or distort our identity. And I think that's important. So what are you going after? What is is it that in life you say, I am passionate about this or I'm passionate about that? Because that will help you clarify your identity and who you are. You heard me say before, and I, I talk a lot of times about the idea of Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. God's got a plan for your life. The question is, are you living it? Do you hate what you're doing currently in life with work and, and things in general, or do you love it? And how do you find a place where you get to the place where you love what you're doing? Part of that comes down to what you pursue. Well, you know, what you pursue has everything to do with the decisions that you make each and every day. We all have a certain amount of hours each and every day. None of us can change that fact. We all live in a a constraint of time where 24 hours in a day is what we're given. The question is, what do you do at that time? When you wake up in the morning, what are the thoughts on your mind? Are they positive? Are they negative? Are you focused on just the cares and the worries of the world? Or are you focused on what are the gifts and abilities that I've been blessed with? What are the passions inside of me? And I'm gonna pursue that. With all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. I'm going to go after pursuing these things in such a way that I'm going, to, I'm going to go 110% all in. And I want to challenge you that as you pursue these things, as you look to pursue your gifts and abilities, as you look to define those gifts and abilities, you are going to run into challenging situations. I love what Zig used to say, and that is the idea that the elevator to the top is always broken. You got to take the stairs. And I think the problem sometimes is we don't want to take the stairs. We want the easy road. We want the easy route. The road less traveled is the the road where you will ultimately find success. The other thing you'll do is you'll find out who you are and what you're made of. And a lot of times we are in life conditioned with our culture in America to say, look for the easy way, look for the easy way, you know, the old have it your way right away. But what we need to be focusing on is how can we sharpen ourselves? Zig talked a lot about, and I love this. I remember back when I sold books door to door, he talked a lot about the idea that life is tough. But if you're tough on yourself, life becomes infinitely easier. And so my question is to you, what are you pursuing? And are you tough on yourself as you pursue that? Because you're going to run into dead ends. You're going to run into challenging times. You're going to run into things that are against you. You're going to run into people that don't believe in your vision. They don't believe in your desire. They don't believe in your dream. And how do you respond to that? Do you give up? Or do you go say, you know what? I'm going to push through this. I'm going to find motivation. I'm going to dial into shows like this each and every week where I can be encouraged from thought leaders in the world. Where I can be encouraged on how to live with purpose and live on purpose. I'm going to, I'm going to take the initiative to do what you know you're called to do. And you're going to place people in your corner that are going to encourage you to get there. By the way, a great way to help you with that is to defriend. Operation Defriend. Well, uh, you know, I know we always say, well, if you we find good friends, you know, show me your friends, show me the books you read, and I'll show you where we're going to be in five years. We've heard that before. But what we don't hear a lot about is the importance of actually defriending. What does that mean? That means sometimes we need to get rid of the people in our lives that those net negatives, you know, I mean, they, they, they literally brighten up a room, but just by leaving, <laughs> you know, you know, we've all heard of seeing people like that before where, you know, you know, when they leave, it's just like, whoo! now we can actually focus on where we want to go. So I don't want to challenge you to pursue your passion, pursue your purpose, and do it with 120, 150% abandonment, really go all in, and I want to challenge you to be putting positive things into your mind, putting positive people into your corner that are going to push you towards where you want to go. One tangible, easy step each and every week, Wallshow.com. If you're listening via radio, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That's all you can do is go to your favorite podcast app. Just search Michael Show. We're going to talk about motivational segments each and every week. We're going to talk about financial things. We're going to have great guests on. And we're going to cover topics that are going to help you get to where you want to go. You are the one. The old saying, if it's to be, it's up to me. We need people to help us to get to where we need to go, but you also must take responsibility for you. Stop the excuses. Stop them. Take ownership of everything in your life and say, you know what, if it's to be, it's up to me. So I'm going to leave you with that thought because we get a transition. We got to, we spent a little uh, extra time this show with great guests, Paul and Kathy Leone. They are uh, involved with the Breakers, CEO of Flagler Systems and the and the Breakers itself. We're going to talk about foster care and some other things. You are not going to want to miss these next couple segments, special segments. So hang with us. We will be back right after this.
2: Right
1: Hey folks, Michael Wall here. Boy, you know, there's been a lot of disasters that have been happening in our world over the last several months and we want to be part of the solution of actually adding value and helping improve and rebuild communities. So we've created a campaign called 3 for 30 and I want to challenge you to participate in it. Here's what it looks like. For every family that contacts our firm and says we want a second opinion on our wealth, how can we help protect, grow and reduce taxes on what we're doing? You might be working with someone in current But you want to get a second opinion, get a second set of eyes. Every family that contacts us, and we end up helping them, helping you maximize what you're doing with your wealth, and you become a client of our firm, in the next three months, we're going to give 30% of any additional revenue for new families that we're helping to disaster relief. So it gives you the ability to maximize your wealth, minimize your taxes, reduce your risk, and at the same time, Help disaster relief in our world. I believe it's important to get involved in being part of the solution for the problems that we face in our culture. To take part of that, give us a ring at 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255, or go to leanonthewall.com and request your private wealth review. Helping
0: families grow and protect their wealth This is The Michael Wall Show.
1: Welcome back in, folks, to The Michael Wall Show. We're joined live in studio today with Paul and Kathy Leone, great people, just great uh, business leaders, and just great people in general. And Paul and Kathy, thank you so much for taking a moment out of your busy schedule and joining us on the show. You're welcome. Glad, Glad to, to be, be here. here. Yeah, and we're going to talk a little bit about, just to kind of set it up, you guys have really had an interesting journey. Paul, obviously, is the CEO of Flagler Systems now and the Breakers, uh, Palm Beach, and... We want to talk a bit about that, but then it leads into a lot of the passion that's really coming out with foster care, Kathy, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. So, Paul, if you don't mind, maybe just kind of lead into, uh, and by the way, if you're not familiar, as you're listening out there with the Breakers, if you've stayed at nice resorts in the the world, you've probably heard the name. Check it out, breakers.com. Really, really great place on the island. There's some water there. There's some sand there. You can have a good time. (laughs) My kids enjoy the Italian restaurant. We go there and eat all the time, the play area. Paul, tell us a little bit about your story in the process of, I know you guys had motels when you were younger. You watched your family with that and restaurants and moving in as a CPA and just this transition. How did it work out to you now being where you are with the Breakers?
3: You know, I didn't realize back then growing up in the motel, mom and pop motel and restaurant business, Michael, that I was actually getting my PhD in hospitality (laughs) as a teenager because even though it was at the lowest sort of level of our industry, talking 15, 20-room roadside motels, Mm. 50-seat Italian restaurants, that hospitality is hospitality, Mm. you know, serving other people, impeccable housekeeping, impeccable service, personalized service that growing up in that business would lead to where I am at one of the greatest resorts in the world today where obviously service is our main product and so I did everything you could possibly do growing up in that business cleaning toilets making beds doing the laundry checking people in flipping burgers and I enjoyed it and I, and I learned a lot about business um, especially how important how every penny counts so even at a large major corporation today That applies, and that it's not someone else's money, Mm -hmm. treating it like it's your own. But Mm. I went on to college to become a CPA, loved the hospitality business, but the most successful person in my family at the time, and the only person to have graduated from college was an uncle who ended up being one of my key mentors in my life who became a CPA, and I Mm. kind of looked up at him and said, he's doing really well. I think I'll try that. And I didn't fall in love with accounting, but I was pretty good at it. And I was really blessed coming out of the University of Kentucky. I miraculously got a job with one of the big eight accounting firms back in 1980. And I put it that way because of my faith and Mm. because I truly wasn't qualified on paper to be one of the top students that gets one of those rare jobs. Mm. And the long and short of that is four years later with great training as a CPA with one of the top firms, the Breakers was one of my top clients. And I ended up joining that client. And
1: you were, you were in West Palm at that point?
3: Yeah, I, I was in West Palm. Yeah, uh, I had transferred from the Louisville, Kentucky office of mm-hmm. Coopers & Librand to the West Palm office. I wanted to get down south. I joined the client, and what I know now that I didn't know then, I, having the hospitality background, and having the finance, the combination of the two is what opened the doors for me because Mm. I spoke both languages Mm -hmm. and and they really needed that at this company at the time and our owners, at least the generation in charge at that point, they really were finance guys. Mm. And not many people in the hospitality industry, Kathy grew up in this industry too, out of of college, really understood the finances. Mm -hmm. It wasn't an industry that was really adept at that. They understood hospitality but not the business side. So I brought the two together and again, sort of miraculously at the age of 36 was made president of this company.
1: Wow. And you're 37 now. So it's, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it's a beautiful thing. And this is, it's really been a a family journey. I know you guys have four boys, right? Yes. Kathy, you and I had a conversation about that and schooling a little while back, actually, when we were getting some photos at the breakers, but Tell us a little bit about your journey in the process with Paul and kind of this evolution of, you know, going from where you were to West Palm to now, you know, at the Breakers and all of that. What was that like for you in the process? Because if you're like my wife, you're giving a lot of feedback, I'm sure, along the way and he's listening, it sounds like, which is a great team.
4: Well, I went to the Cornell Hotel School Mm -hmm. and when I graduated, moved to Chicago Worked for a great hotel company there for several years, and my boss at the time took a job at the Breakers. Okay. <laughs> and I was ready for a change from Chicago, and uh, he invited me to come down here to start working for him, and on the first day, I met Paul. We have pretty much been together ever since then. That was a long time ago. That was 1985. So I was in the hotel business too. I worked at the Breakers for five years Mm. and then I went to Boca, to the Mm -hmm. Boca Raton Resort and Club. I was VP of sales there for Mm. another nine years. Mm -hmm. And um, when we had our second child, we decided that it was time for me to spend more time taking care of all that needed to be taken care of at home
1: <laughs> Very active became household. CEO yeah, yeah, of the yeah. Leone household <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: and that was a hard job which is quite actually. a task by yeah. the way yeah, yeah yeah I mean much harder much job, bigger job. <laughs> I, I, I've always I've always told my wife you know with with our it's like you know with your family you got to be there and with business you can fire someone you can change your job you know whatever right. with and your and everyone, family you think
3: everyone at business at least thinks they have to listen to you at home that doesn't apply right <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly
4: and I, it's funny when we finally made that decision you know we you all hear the adage that mm. when when i was at work i felt like i should be at home when mm. i was at home mm-hmm. i felt like i was should be it should be at work i was so unsettled
2: mm.
4: and that last day that i walked out of the hotel at boca i i never looked back i just knew that this was where i needed to be but it doesn't mean that i stopped caring about what was going on in in our hotel, which Mm -hmm. was the Breakers now. Paul had been promoted to president. You know, we both jumped in. I I sort of became his advisor and Mm. helped him write some of his speeches. Mm. And I tried to be a good listener in those early years and I still do, but it's definitely been an incredibly rewarding and inspiring journey. He's done amazing things at the hotel, but I needed something to do too. So Mm -hmm. with his Inspiration in terms of his ideology, in terms of servant leadership, I began to look as to where I could make a difference in our community. You know, that led to, as you mentioned, the foster care system.
1: Yeah. And we're going to get into that next segment. We're going to dive into the importance of that because it's a big issue and it's really something that needs to be discussed. And let me just transition a minute and talk about, you know, because every time you meet people, or I meet people, let's say, from that have gone to the Breakers. They've been involved. You know, there's always uh, good reviews. The staff is is taking care of the situation well. And just that culture of excellence. And, and by the way, if you've just tuned in, we're talking to Paul and Kathy Leone. They are involved CEO of Flagler Systems and the Breakers Palm Beach, which is a really great resort. Well, people from all over the world really coming in. That's that's one of the things that I've noticed, Paul, is, is this is such an international place. It's not like a resort where you just have people from America coming. This is... what caused that to be the case how did it become a leader internationally
3: well let me just give you a little backdrop first Mm -hmm. of all the breakers at 121 years old is oldest continuously operating business in the great state of florida Hmm. i did not know that it is in the hands of the same family since its inception through henry flagler's marriage to mary lily keenan Hmm. the keenan family today continues to own the breakers and and that makes it one of only 1,100 businesses in the country, family businesses over 100 years old. Wow, that's and quite a feat. It's quite a feat. Yeah, and, and I'm going to tie that into this question about the culture and what makes this thing work. But the other thing I want to say is is the only large historic luxury resort in the country still in the hands of its original owners. Wow. And you talk about staying power and mm-hmm. sustainability and mm. so... Listen, Henry Flagler was one of the most successful business people of his time back in the late 1800s. You know, no story about the Breakers can ever leave his original vision out. Hmm. So, to how it became an international destination, this man in the late 1800s steps foot on this property in Palm Beach. It is a jungle. <laughs> there is nothing there. In the swamp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the swamp. Wow. Alligators, mosquitoes, you name it, as the legend goes, he stands on the property and says, We are going to build one of the greatest resorts in the world to compete, to your question, with the French and Italian Riviera. Mm, wow. That was his vision. That's how it all started. That's how it all started. And throughout most of its history, that's exactly what it did. But, but then in the, you know, this is where Kathy and I come in and the next generation of the Keenan family in the mid 80s. By then, the hotel industry was really seeing a dramatic change. Four Seasons, Ritz-Carlton's mm-hmm. coming out of the ground at the luxury level and independents really couldn't compete. And that's why this it's so important and we're so proud of the fact that, that we're the only, we're sort of the last man standing mm-hmm. as independents in the same family's hands. And, and so, Michael, in, in 1994, when Jim Keenan tapped me on the shoulder... As a 36 year old CPA, is but mm. like the last guy you end up <laughs> seeing in the, you know, in the CEO's job, and yeah. said, "Call me into a room with some other board members and says we, and said we have some good news. We're going to make you the president of the company." Did you have an inkling that this was? Uh... I knew I was at least their number two, mm-hmm. and being a finance guy in control mm-hmm. of the finances and their financial minded people, I knew that. But I did not expect to become president of the company, and that wasn't my mission in life. My mission in life is just to go to work every day and do the best I could, and good things would happen. And so Mm. Jim says, we're going to make you the president of the company. We are really unhappy. And he didn't talk about the money. He talked about the pride. He Mm. said, we're not proud of this place. He said, there's something really wrong with the culture and we want to know what you're going to do to fix it. So it was this, it was this awkward moment of, you know, there's the greatest joy and then <laughs> yeah. and then like you have about 1 minute to answer this question. Yeah, give us your give us your solution right now.
1: But before you do, we got to cut to a quick break and I want to come back with Paul's solution of what he did in 94 to take and change the culture of excellence at the Breakers today. So we're going to pause. We will be back right after this. Hey folks, it's Michael Wall here, just wanted to share a quick thought on how you can make a huge impact on someone else's life. As an active member of Christ's Fellowship, I've had the opportunity to interact with a variety of top-notch charities, and it can be challenging sometimes to know where to get involved, either with your time, financially, or both, and then to be sure that your gifts and donations are really making a change. So I wanted to share with you an organization that has recently been ranked number one by Charity Navigator and is dramatically improving the lives of young people, Place of Hope. Place of Hope has been doing just what its name says, giving hope to young people since the mid-90s. I want to encourage you to visit placeofhope.com, again that's placeofhope.com, to learn more and to see how you can help the cause of improving our nation one child at a time.
0: Thanks for joining us for The Michael Wall Show. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back into The Michael Wall Show. Having a great conversation here with Paul and Kathy Leone. And uh, if you're not familiar with who they are, Paul is currently the CEO of Flagler Systems and The Breakers. some of you have maybe heard of The Breakers, a great resort one of the best in the world Breakers.com by the way if you're tuning in I know we got listeners all over the world thanks for joining us we'd love to get your feedback and thoughts about what you're hearing on the show the segment if you got a I thought for uh, Paul and Kathy, even you can reach out to us via Facebook and just search Michael Walsh Show. But, hey, we want to continue that conversation, Paul, because we left last segment talking about how you were kind of handed the torch, so to speak, in 94. And they said, we're excited about this, but we're really frustrated about that. And you had to kind of figure out, how do we recreate the whole culture and vibe of the Breakers as we are? You know, we moved a long way from the mosquitoes and the alligators. They built something, which is cool, (laughs) right? But now it's like... How do we take this resort and change the culture? And they saw something in you, you know, really praise God for that, that you were able to kind of take the torch and and change and revolutionize where the Breakers is today. So tell our listeners a little bit about that process, that transition from
3: 94 to now. Well, I'm in that meeting with our chairman, and he Promotes me to president and immediately challenges me with, so how are you going to fix this thing? Mm. And, and it was really, it, it was financially troubled, but that wasn't their main concern. It, their main concern was about the culture and the and having pride in mm. this world-class asset and company. And
1: Which, by the way, I love. I think we've lost that in a lot of businesses today. Right. money's become the focus, pride has left the scene. So that's when you said that, I, I love
3: to hear that. Right, so the Keenan family to this day, they, they often talk about the idea that as a business, making a profit is not a goal, it's mm-hmm. a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And unless we make a profit, if, if we can't make a profit, we can't carry out our mission. And it isn't just about making a profit, it's about making a difference. Mm-hmm. So let me weave that back into you know, 1994, How are we going to turn this around? In that moment, I begged for a little bit of time. I said, it's a huge question. It's a big surprise. Um, Can I at least think about this overnight and come back in in the morning and I'll... (laughs) give you the best answer. <laughs> you mean they didn't
1: right? give you like a 30 minute uh, response uh, time? No, <laughs> no, they
3: they gave, they gave me that time. I came back in the morning and, and mm. honestly, God is my witness and, and you know, I, I really credit all of this mm. to uh, the glory of God. Mm-hmm. I, I, I came in, I said, I think I know what to do. Actually, I, I to be honest with you, I said, I know what to do. We need to learn how to hire people, number one. We have people working here in this service business that are good people but they no more want to serve others than the man and the moon. They're they're Mm -hmm. suited for other things. We've Mm -hmm. been putting them in positions that don't match up. They're not aligned. And secondly, maybe equally as important, we need to create an environment where people look forward to coming to work every day. And at the end of the day, each day, they feel gratified. They don't just leave with a paycheck. Uh Now, that's a very broad statement that encompasses, you know, now 23 years later, so many things. But what I can tell you is this. Too many companies are just filling positions Mm. as opposed to creating alignment. And we, on an average year now, Michael, we will screen or interview 15,000 applicants to fill 500 positions. Is that right? Yes. And, And so... We could fill 500 positions mm-hmm. in about three hours mm-hmm. with our reputation, with the number of people out there who need work. Mm-hmm. But we hold ourselves to an extremely high standard. And that would be one of my first sort of mm-hmm. key points to anyone who's interested is to be more patient mm-hmm. in that process and, and think about alignment. And for us, alignment is essentially whether you're the CEO or the number one dishwasher uh-huh. is to have the heart, to be a kind person, hmm. to have the energy for this business. You need a lot of physical and emotional energy if uh-huh. you're gonna serve others, uh-huh. right? To be a team player and to have a positive attitude. And you can have all the degrees in the world and, and a uh-huh. resume three pages long, I am here to tell you because we have held ourselves to this standard. We have lived up to that. Mm-hmm. And we have surrounded ourselves with 2,200 people wow. who are all very different culturally and right and otherwise, but mm-hmm. they have this common denominator.
1: What, do you, what is your thought? You know, you kind of said something which has sparked me over the years. I, I feel like in a lot of ways, and, and I'm sure there's some that would disagree with this, but I feel like in a lot of ways the educational system or the process, right? A lot of people that actually are world changers typically didn't go through the traditional educational system. And I'm a guy that didn't go through the traditional educational system. And so what I hear you say a little bit, and I just want to get your thought on this, you know, because I feel like there's so many people that have been through the system, you know, and they've, they've been taught over the years that if you just do this in school and then get this degree and you'll come out and then you should expect this as opposed to really figuring out what is your passion? What are you driven by? What do you like? And then really go after that and learn as you go, right? When you find what your passion is, because you know we, you know, our education may stop, but learning in life never does, right? That's right. Do you think that? And I don't mean I don't want to get off on a rabbit trail here. I'm just your opinion. You've you've hired a, gr- a lot of people, great excellence, and for those that are listening out there, because I think sometimes too often they just look at the checkbox. Right. Got a degree? Got this? Got this? Okay. Well. And I think they're missing things. What are your thoughts there?
3: Uh, well, a- absolutely. And I, and I referenced earlier. I di- again, all of these things make sense to me now as I look back on my life when I got that job with Coopers and Librand mm-hmm. that I didn't really deserve on paper. Because mm-hmm. everyone else that got hired that class of 10 people were straight A students mm-hmm. with perfect record. And the recruiter clearly saw something. He looked beyond my resume. Yeah, he looked at my life story. I had I had a life. I had life experiences that the other guys that had straight A's didn't have. Mm-hmm. And so we have a saying at the Breakers. We have a lot of sayings to try to make the point very quickly when we don't have time. <laughs> and, that, and, and in this case, the, the the saying is: We don't care how much you know until we know how much you care. Right. So when we're interviewing. These applicants, we are doing what I refer to as behavioral. We're mm. trying to find out what they're made of. What makes them tick? What makes them tick? Mm-hmm. What makes them tick. And our experience is right to your question. And your mm. point is, is that, you know, resumes only mean so much. Mm-hmm. References on resumes only mean so much. Mm-hmm. We certainly refer to those things, but they're, they're secondary yeah. or even less for us.
1: I remember in my story, I actually, my very first, before we fully went independent, which is about a year in, this is back in 01, I tried to get a job with GE Capital. And I wasn't really a studious school guy either. I went to Liberty, mm-hmm. didn't finish, You know, was just trying to find my way. But what I did do is I sold books door to door in the summertime. And I did knocking door to door 80 hours a week, did really, really well. And it was funny, I tried to get the job, You know, and they're like, "Well, you know, you got to have this, you got to have that." I didn't have it, so I sent them all my records of sales. Right, and guess what happened? Amen. I got a call, (laughs) and and we were so blessed. I mean, I started in August of that year. I was in a small town, Altoona, and I ended up, praise God, but I ended up being the number one agent from August to December for the entire Pittsburgh region. Wow, you know, which which that's again. God's story, right? We're just part of that mm-hmm. part of that journey. But then when he led us into the financial field and helping people with their wealth, that's when we really started to I, I really adopted the idea of renting someone's brain. Mm-hmm. Who's doing it well? I'm going to pay for the opportunity to rent their brain and learn how to get better. I want to transition into what the success of The Breakers has now enabled you guys as a family, as a couple, to kind of really do, you know, that's very, you're passionate about that. But this this idea of foster care, and you know, what we focus on and what we pursue really gives an indication of what we value. Mm-hmm. And I know, Kathy, for you, the whole this foster care system, the process, especially in the Palm Beach County area. I mean, obviously it's an issue globally, mm-hmm. but in particular, you gotta kinda own your neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. And so you've really taken on the reins to say, this is a problem, we need to fix this. And and you mentioned something that I thought was interesting, a lot of people are talking about, hey, look at all the kids we've helped, and your response is, yeah, but what are all the kids that, we, that actually need help? So tell us a little bit about your journey of kind of finding this as a need and why this has become such a part of your heartstring.
4: So a couple of years ago, my husband and I had attended an event at the hotel at the Breakers, and I ran into an old friend who I hadn't seen in a while and asked her what she'd been up to, and she said she was a guardian ad litem. And I didn't even know what the term meant. I went, guardian ad litem, what what is that? She said, well, Mm -hmm. when a child is taken away from his parents, I represent that child When he's taken away, I'm there with him. We go to court together. I take him to his foster home, et cetera, et cetera. And I actually, at that moment, was completely traumatized. Mm. I I had never imagined a situation where a four or five-year-old little boy or girl are taken away from their parents Mm. in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. by strangers, Mm. and then they're dropped somewhere. Mm -hmm. They have no idea what's going on. And um, I literally didn't sleep all night. The guardian ad Lightum. I had lunch with her the next day because I wanted to help. Like, I, I need to do something. I'm not cut out for the guardian ad Lightum. There are lots of people that are. My friend Mary Frankel is definitely one. Mm. But soon after that, she produced a movie called Foster Shock. And my husband and I went to the Palm Beach Film Festival to view it, and I was galvanized mm. by what I saw and I would encourage people you can see it online. It's on Can you just
1: Google it? Or? You, it's on Vimeo. Yeah.
4: V I M E O dot com mm-hmm. and the password is foster. Okay. You can watch the movie, it's about an hour long. It will change your life. If nothing else, you will feel so grateful for everything you have. Because what these poor kids have gone through that lose their parents in an early age and end up aging out of the system, once you see it, I think that you will want to help. So I saw the movie and that's when I began sort of talking to anyone who would listen about the need for reform in this system. And you mentioned the starfish story where, mm. you know, we we pride ourselves on the back for saving this one and this one. And yes, that's good. But when you are a $3 billion industry in the state of Florida, mm. I think that you need to save them all. And by saving them, all I mean is guarding their souls and their spirit mm-hmm. and their potential mm-hmm. while they are in the system mm-hmm. what's happening is we are ruining it mm-hmm. when they're in the system um they're being reabused, neglected
1: and most of these kids are three four five six no, I mean, wh- wh-
4: all ages all, all ages. ages right okay. up through the age out at 18
1: okay but at 18 they're done
4: well, Correct? we take care of Catter. them for a few more years. But mm-hmm. generally, they can elect to leave the system at 18 if they want to. Yeah, And almost all of them do mm-hmm. because they're so beaten up by it. Mm. They want nothing to do with it once mm-hmm. they are able to leave. And the statistics hold out. 30% will age out. Into homelessness, 60% of the girls will be pregnant within the, the 18 months after they age out. Foster kids having kids are going to turn into the next group of foster kids. Mm-hmm. 55% will be chronically unemployed. 30% that are employed will lose their job after the first year. We are releasing human beings and in, back into society that are not functioning. Mm-hmm. And so, I took a look at this and said, we, can, we, we have to do something. There are roughly 1,500 kids in Palm Beach County that are in the foster care system. And I just have to feel that with all our wealth mm-hmm. and all of our talent, mm-hmm. we can fix this problem. It will change the face of Palm Beach County if we can. Because think about all these productive human beings going back into society. Yeah
1: in new families and everything else. we got to pause. We've we got to take another break here. But I want to come back with Kathy and Paul and talk about what is that solution? Okay. You know, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's going to take time. It's going to mm-hmm. take money. It's going to mm-hmm. take effort. But I want you to share it, if you don't mind, a little bit more okay. when we come back and we'll talk a little bit about that solution. Hang in there, folks. We'll be back right after this. Hey, folks. It's Michael Wall here. Just wanted to share a quick thought on how you can make a huge impact on someone else's life. As an active member of Christ's Fellowship, I've had the opportunity to interact with a variety of top-notch charities. And it can be challenging sometimes to know where to get involved, either with your time, financially, or both, and then to be sure that your gifts and donations are really making a change. So I wanted to share with you an organization that has recently been ranked number one by Charity Navigator and is dramatically improving the lives of young people, Place of Hope. Place of Hope has been doing just what its name says, giving hope to young people since the mid-90s. I want to encourage you to visit placeofhope.com. Again, that's placeofhope.com to learn more and to see how you can help the cause of improving our nation one child at a time.
0: Welcome back to the Michael Wall Show. Michael has appeared on several national media outlets like Fox Business, Bloomberg, and CNBC. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back in, everyone, to the Michael Wall Show. We are joined again with Paul and Kathy Leone having a great conversation about creating a culture of excellence, um, transitioning your culture to create wild and crazy profits, and then using that money to to really steward uh, well and, and make an impact in your community. By the way, if you're not familiar with The Breakers, depending on where you're listening, whether it be local or all over the world, go to thebreakers.com and you can check out what they're doing. Just a great resort, quality, quality place on the island of Palm Beach. First time tuning into the show, we appreciate you tuning in. Go to the michaelwalshow.com to learn more about the show and more about us as well. Again, MichaelWallShow.com. And You know, Kathy, we were on a, a vein that I really like talking about the need of foster care. But before we get there, you know, one of the great ways to be able to take care of these problems in the world is with money, right? Money is, is a tool. It's, it's, I, I love the thought that materialism is not how much you have, rather it's how much has you. Mm-hmm. And so what are we using this for? How are we stewarding what we've been blessed with, what's been put into our hands? And Paul, you didn't have a chance to finish, and I want to give you that stage to finish the thought of how in 94 you took the reins. You said, we're going we're gonna to really learn how to hire people well. We're going to learn to be patient in the process. We're going to create an environment where people love to come to work. And now everybody's excited to hear what are the results? You know, how, What happened? Obviously, I, you know, listen, I love going to the Breakers with be BHMF and just you know, hang out a bit or the, the kids at the restaurants and all the different restaurants that are around. Tell us and tell the listeners a little bit about some of the process of all the blood, sweat, and tears that you've put in over the years to really take this great place and recreate it into a culture of excellence. And now we're in a place where we've
3: seen results. What does that look like? Yeah, Here's what it looks like. Um, A few different things. Number one, it looks like this. Family care. Truly family care for our people, our team. Coupled with Fortune 500 discipline. In other words, the combination of these two things done the way we've done it is a powerful combination. Whereas if it's All about the care, and there's not any discipline. You may not be in business to try to carry out this mission. If it's all about the money and the discipline, you may not, you probably won't have the engaged workforce that we have. Our 2,200 team members, Michael, they are bringing it Mm. every day, Mm -hmm. they are fully engaged. Am I talking about perfection? No, absolutely not. That will never happen with 2,200 human <laughs> beings on any team, right? <laughs> we, won't, we won't see perfection on this side of life. Right? In, right. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven business, In a 24-7 business, right? 24-7. Yeah. We yeah. are not after that, but we are mm-hmm. after making a difference and doing something at a level that is so challenging and, mm-hmm. and that will have an impact on all of our constituents. So when we look at success today, and we have the facts to prove it, I'm not boasting. I want to share this story for Mm -hmm. the benefit of others. But here's the story. That model of family care, Fortune 500 discipline, centered around hiring and culture, has produced these kinds of results. We we look at it this way. Team member satisfaction, Mm -hmm. number one, there is no close second. And I'll tell you how we measure that, but that team member satisfaction drives guest satisfaction if Mm. we take care of our team they will take care of our guests if we take care of our guests they will take care of us and then we can take care of the community you know it's this very simple but profound model and it works in that order too Mm -hmm. that is the emphasis on caring for our team Mm -hmm. is extreme Mm -hmm. we're kind of extremists fanatics when it comes to this so In our most recent all-employee confidential opinion survey done by, I think, the most capable organization in the country that surveys the Fortune 500s, 100s even, Great Place to Work is the name of the organization, Mm. our most recent all-employee confidential opinion survey, 92% of the people who work at the breakers said two things among others, this is a great place to work, not a good place, mm-hmm. a great place to work, and number two, I am proud to work here. Mm-hmm. That is the underpinning. Which is huge. Is
1: huge. Yeah. And so knowing who your mm-hmm. number one client is, right? It's yes. your team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of businesses forget.
3: Yeah, man. I cringe when I hear so many CEOs say the client is the most important, mm-hmm. right, and mm-hmm. um, I just don't agree with that. Yeah. And are they important? I'm not afraid to yeah. tell our clients sure. that our team comes first. Right. And you're going to get the benefit of that. Right. So best-in-class employee satisfaction, best-in-class guest satisfaction, as evidenced by our return guest factor, our satisfaction rates, our net promoter scores, off the charts. Our financial results are unmatched. I honestly, I, I just feel like I'm boasting when I say this. It's mm. There's no close second. So whatever business you're in and mm. you want to be the best, I'm telling you, we've produced results that are off the charts. And that wasn't our mission. Our first mission was just to stay afloat yeah. <laughs> and create something we could be proud of. Yeah. So I, I often say, mm. may have alluded to it earlier, this isn't just about business. It's about life. Mm -hmm. That's how we respect the people that come to work for us every day. And it's not just about making a profit. It's about making a difference. So with those results, we go out into the community for a small business, putting millions of dollars in hard dollars. But Mm -hmm. maybe more than that, 25,000 hours of community service. Wow. And maybe more than that, like we're going to go back to the foster care system, how I think the fundamental impact we're making is we're, we're teaching the people who work for us a better way Mm -hmm. and that as they go out into other jobs and communities over time the multiplier effect of Mm -hmm. that i think is enormous and the the ripples yeah right the ripple yeah Mm -hmm. and that's
1: what changes the world
3: and that's what changes the world so we want we want to be Mm -hmm. a model of how to run a responsible business Mm -hmm. that really isn't just about business it's about life and so 70%, Seventy percent there are surveys published all the time. Seventy percent of employees that go to work every day do not like their jobs. Wow. Yeah. Or actually the word hate is often used. Mm-hmm. Hate their job. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they're just a means to an end yeah. for a company to make profit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's I think that's so crucial as you're listening out there, whether you're a business owner, a large company or a small company, is you know, sometimes we can get into a place where we get so caught up into our own routine. And I think this whole idea of just kind of stepping back and breathing a a breath of fresh air and, and evaluating, I've kind of adopted the philosophy in a lot of ways, Paul, of, you know, too often we can find ourselves working in our business and not working on our business. And I think that's so crucial is that we step back, you know, and that's why typically the way my week set up our Mondays is kind of a, a day where we record and then we also work on our business because it's so crucial to kind of find out where your needy points are and what you can do, what's happening with your culture. And you mentioned transitioning to the foster. And I want to move to that because this is what I get excited about. This is the real tangible outflow of doing something well. The beauty of it is, is we're all, I believe, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says, Lord, I believe we all have a specific purpose and a plan. And when we start to add value into others' lives, you know, you're called to be and create a culture of excellence at the breakers and, and be, Kathy, involved with, with what you're doing with Foster. We're going to talk about what you guys are doing there. We're called to be in the financial field. As you're listening out there, you've been called to do something. You've been bent towards something. And I think sometimes we get so focused on not staying in our own lane that we miss the ability to master our craft and make an influence that matters. And you've talked about the importance of actually connecting now in – the foster world and we mm-hmm. we talked before about the, the need and now we're going to talk about the solution so let's take a little just a few minutes Kathy and talk about what is that what does that solution look like community involvement financially how do people get involved
4: so Michael and I were talking earlier that in the late 1990s the state of Florida privatized the system to what are called community based care organizations CBCs And I think what happened is the community-based care wasn't really community-based. They just hit the ground running on a treadmill, doing what they could. It's a very Mm -hmm. complex system. But the community sort of got left out of the solution. Mm -hmm. And what we're trying to do is bring the community back into the solution. And what we're finding is when people become aware of the problem, Mm -hmm. viewing foster shock is...
1: Mm -hmm. A big start. A
4: big start. Yeah. And a riveting experience. You recognize that there's something you can do, Mm -hmm. whether it's becoming a foster parent, a guardian ad litem, a mentor. Yeah. Um, and
1: by the way, if you miss that, go to Vimeo v i m e o dot com. Search Foster Shock, and the password is Foster, just as correct, it sounds. Yeah, correct. So they correct. check that out. Becoming a mentor is. Are there places in that movie, Kathy, where they can physically say, "Let's take steps here"? Well,
4: here's where we have some work to do. When Mary Franco first produced Foster Shock, all she did was set out to find out whether or not her first five or six clients were just an anomaly. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't looking for solutions. She was just looking to expose the problem or even try to understand if it was a problem mm-hmm. or if it was just bad luck on her little guy's part mm-hmm. that you know they ran into a bad situation now we have defined that it is a problem. Yeah. We've gotten people to recognize that it's a problem and what we're trying to do is wrap our arms around what you do then. There are organizations that you can go to if you want to help. One is the Guardian Ad Litem program. And you can just look that up online. And the Guardian Ad Litem program if you don't want to be a guardian ad litem, they have places you can go to become a mentor offer to tutor kids after school. Their kids in these shelters and in the group homes, they want to go to college. They have no chance Mm -hmm. of going to college, Mm -hmm. no chance. And yet their dreams are the same as yours and Mm mine. And what we are doing now is producing sort of a resource sheet where we can send people and feel confident that they will be given the advice and counsel that they need. That's sort of a stay tuned
1: project. Uh Maybe Uh we'll come
4: on your show again Uh and and be able to give you some real solutions. Yeah, some real tangibles. Uh It's early in the process. One thing I do know is that there are many, many incredibly gifted, passionate, hardworking people that are working in this system. Uh They're just slogging it out every day Uh and just trying to save that starfish yeah. they're not able to look at the big picture so mm-hmm. me being a community volunteer I do have the time to look at the big picture Yeah, and um, just exposing it people will their eyes will open up and say well I can do this or yep. you know I have this facility you can use this for visitation or, it's,
1: and I think a lot of it is awareness and, it's totally and, awareness and that's, that's what's a, a big part of it I hate to say it, we got to kind of wrap here for the show today but we'll definitely have you back on and talk about what that resource is looking like by the way uh, folks again questions about that, go to Michaelwalshow.com or even reach out to us on Facebook and, and subscribe and plug in so that way when the resource mm-hmm. does come out, we can make sure we get that into your hands and how you can tangibly connect. There are organizations in the Palm Beach County area that are, all, are kind of spearheading this and we want to make sure that we get you the resources that you need as you're out there saying we want to be involved and be a part of this solution. But hey, listen, it's been a great conversation. This was fun. Hope to have you back sometime. We can continue the conversation, continue to talk about the breaker success and wherever God continues to lead you guys and as well as the foster care and and Lord willing, really solve this problem Mm -hmm. one child at a time. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Boy, what a great interview uh, with Paul and Kathy. I look forward to having them back again. And we got a special guest here for this next short segment. Actually, my oldest son, Cyrus. He had the opportunity to kind of tune in and dial in here with this segment with Paul and Kathy. And Cyrus, thank you for joining us on the show.
2: Yep, you're welcome.
1: So tell everybody how old you are.
2: I'm nine and a half. I'm going to turn 10 about November 14th, which is eight days away, which I'm really excited for.
1: It's going to be a lot of fun, right? Yep. So tell me a little bit about what you learned from the interview with Paul and Kathy.
2: Well, yeah, it was a great interview and I really learned a lot from it because I just learned more, I guess, about marketing because you will actually really help me with the marketing that I'm doing for you. So, yeah, that will really help me out.
1: And what do you think is so important? You know, we talked a lot about the team and the importance of making sure that the team that works with you is valued what are your thoughts about that
2: well yeah i think that's really a great idea to have like if you take care of the people that work for you they ought to take care of the people that they try to serve because that's their job and the more you get taken care of the more you want to help others Mm. it's just a gesture that goes around
1: well i think that's great insight is there anything else that you pulled from the interview or anything else that you want to share with our listeners
2: Well, yeah, because I actually learned something from the interview that I didn't know the breakers first started off from like a swamp. I'm like, (laughs) how can something this amazing grow out of something so little? And I think that was just God working there, how that came out of the ground like that.
1: Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Now, you've been involved with me a little bit and kind of with the business and with as we Mm -hmm. help people with their wealth and help them protect, grow, reduce. What's your thoughts on helping people with their money as you've seen us in the process? Any thoughts there?
2: Well, helping people with their money in those terms, I think that if you help people with their money and you do a good job, they're going to be a lot happier and they're going to want to come back and also they will spread the news because you work. With them so well because they had a great experience here and they really felt good the way you worked with them. I think they would want to come back and they would want to tell other people about um, your company, so that would be a very good way to spread word of mouth.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's some great insight. Cyrus, I I really appreciate you just taking a a few minutes and sharing your thoughts and insight from our interview and just things in general to our listeners. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope we can have you back sometime.
2: Yeah, that'd be great.
1: Okay, thanks so much, buddy. Mm Mm-hmm. Boy, what a great show again. Thank you, Cyrus, again, for your thoughts and just Paul and Kathy for your input on the show. And, and if you missed the motivational segment at the beginning, talking about what you value and what you pursue, make sure you go to Michaelwallshow.com Again, michaelwallshow.com And make sure you're subscribed. You know, a lot of people use our phones and technology for a lot of different things. Use it as a source of good. Make sure you take your iPhone or Samsung or whatever version of phone you have and search for Michael Wall Show on your favorite podcast and you can tune in each and every week here. hear more great information like what we shared today. At any point in time, you want to reach out to us, go to michaelwallshow.com. But listen, I want to challenge you as I do each and every week to live this week on purpose, add value to someone who can do nothing in return for you. And here's to living with purpose so we can all live on purpose. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to The Michael Wall Show. To schedule your own personal wealth review,
0: call 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-9255. To find out more about Michael and the team at Wall Private Wealth, head to michaelwallshow.com. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of Wall Private Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor, and solicitation offered through Clarify Advisory Network, an SEC registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than what originally invested. Michael Wall is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Insurance and annuities offered through Wall Financial Group, Inc.,